The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We are live today, Friday, July 12, 2013. And this week, we are having a celebration That probably doesn't come as much of a surprise since every week on the show we celebrate our love of anything and everything soap. But this week it seems we have more reasons to celebrate than ever before. In the most recent quarterly ratings, those are the Nielsen ratings that we all hear so much about, all four televised soaps have higher ratings in 2013 than they did in the same time period back in 2012. Two other soaps, All My Children and One Life to Live, are back from the dead with all new episodes available online at TOLN.com, Hulu, Hulu Plus, and iTunes. And both All My Children and One Life to Live are back on television, yes, television, starting Monday, July 15th on Oprah Winfrey's own network. So if you're someone who, for whatever reason, has not been watching All My Children and One Life to Live online you can now get caught up with the first 40 episodes from the series' online reboots during what they're calling a special summer fling. I'm sure Stedman knows about Oprah's fling, and it's probably not a bad thing, but they're going to be on OWN. We'll talk more about that in greater detail coming up in the next hour. But July 15th is also a special day because it marks the 45th anniversary of One Life to Live. It's interesting how that timing worked out. They're coming back on TV on the same day that One Life to Live celebrates a big milestone. So here's a blast from the past. This is what I believe is one of the very first opening theme songs from One Life to Live way back in 1968. Let's take a listen to this. We're going to have more of those trips down memory lane coming up in the show. But waiting in the wings, we have a very special guest this week who's been part of our daytime family since 1979. Along the way, he's picked up two daytime Emmys. He currently appears as Clint Buchanan on One Life to Live. And he wants to talk to you. Jerry Verdorn will be joining us just a little bit later. But I want to know how... I want to let you guys know how you can participate in this week's show, because all hour long, we're going to be asking you to share your favorite One Life to Live moments, storylines, and characters, and we'll even have some trivia questions for you so you can call in and try to win some pretty cool prizes, if I do say so myself. All you have to do is call into our toll-free call-in line. It's 866 472 
888-447-5788. If you're hiding out from men with strange tattoos on their arms, you can also take part in the discussion with us on Twitter by tweeting us at our official Twitter account, at Soap Central. We are waiting for Jerry Verdoran to call in and chat with us. So what we're going to do while we're waiting for that is we're going to talk a little bit more about All My Children and One Life to Live coming back on television. We thought that perhaps this wouldn't happen, but starting on Monday, they're going to be airing on OWN. All you have to do is check your local listings to find out what the channel is in your area. But if for some reason you don't want to do that or don't know how to do that, we've set up a really special app right on SoapCentral.com. You can go to SoapCentral.com slash OWN, O-W-N, and enter in your zip code, and you'll be able to find out the exact channel in your area. For example, I found out in Philadelphia that OWN airs on channel 1625. I didn't even know that we had that many channels. But needless to say, that's what I found out. One of the main questions that I've had from everybody is finding out whether or not this means that they, the shows will not be airing online anymore. Now, that's not the case. So if you think that the, the shows are moving from online to own, that's not the case. They are going to be starting with the first episodes of the online reboots on own. So you can continue to tune in to TOLN and Hulu and Hulu Plus and iTunes, all of those same locations to keep up with the current episodes. This is basically if you haven't started watching or maybe if for some reason you want to see the, the episodes again and don't want to watch them online. I know that I personally like sitting down in front of the television and watching on Hulu Plus. That's just my particular preference. I don't know how you guys watch out there. As I mentioned, we are expecting... Jerry Verdorn to be calling in to be part of today's show in just a bit. We're also going to be taking your phone calls all hour long to find out what you remember about One Life to Live when you started watching, what your favorite moments are, and I think what we're going to do is we're just going to go to the phone lines. We have a caller from New York who wants to talk about probably the single most Thing that anyone knows about One Life to Live, even if they've never watched an episode, they know about Vicky and Nikki. So let's take our call from New York City to talk about One Life to Live. Caller, are you there? I, I am here. Hi, Dan. Well, hello, Jamal. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, you know what? I've been wanting to call in, but it's been so you know crazy here in New York City. But anyway... Um, I'm excited about today's show because the actor you got on, he's, I mean, unbelievable. Got on light, Dinah, so much, and wanted to live. But anyway, <laughs> he's, he's good. I love him. Uh, but I was calling to talk about Vicky. You know, there was a time in the 90s where there was still a lot of mystery around did Dorian kill, you know, Vicky's father. And I never forget, i never, ever forget the performance between, uh, I forget the actress's name. I saw, I'm so nervous. But Vicky and Dorian, right? And, mm-hmm. and Vic, Dorian was leaving town. But before she left, Vicky wouldn't let her go. And so Dorian said, look, you did it. You know, she revealed it. And my God, it was, it was tear-jerking because Dor- uh, Vicky realized what, she, what happened, the molestation, the room, and all the, all the stuff came up. And, and uh, she knocked Dorian down the stairs, and that's when she went into the secret room and had it for a long time. And it was Jean and Tor. Oh, it was, it was mind-blowing. I think in the film, I would sort of put that to the grifters with Angelica Houston and, um, and a wonderful performance, too, because Dorian was clawing to get out of town, and the only thing she could do was reveal the most darkest secret and, and, and ruin Vicky, you know, for that time. It was, it was, you couldn't take your eyes off of it. It was just, I couldn't believe it. I was, it was so much. 
something that we've sort of talked about on Twitter and we've been talking about on our Facebook page with fans, even fans, as I was saying, who maybe don't watch One Life to Live or, or aren't watching it currently. There's certainly no reason not to now that the shows are coming back on own. But it would seem to me that Dorian and Vicky are possibly one of the greatest on-screen pairings of mm-hmm. soap opera history. And yeah. typically when people think of pairings, they think of romantic pairings. So yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure uh, what your thoughts are on that. Do you agree that these are... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you that you as, yeah, I do. I think that as we evolve, you know, as a society evolve, we can realize that not even going deep, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think they are because what makes a good parent is chemistry, and you sort of batting back and forth. Some of the best romantic couples they fight, and they they do like Todd and Blake. They do things to each other, and they, it gets nasty. And I can you cannot tell me that's the same chemistry that's happening between Dorian and um and and Vicky. That you know they have families and everything like that, but they something comes off with them together when they really into it. That is just like the other story, you know, other uh, super couples as we might call it. Yeah, they do, and that that storyline I mentioned, you know, it just was so much because we thought that Dorian was a cold blooded killer and. <clears throat> The writers came in in the nineties and said, "No, not so much. I'm gonna we're gonna flip it and give it to the other wonderful, brilliant, unbelievable actress, and she's gonna take. She's it's gonna be reexamined. And now you know what, Vicky, you were tortured and you did this, and it was it was just I couldn't stop watching it. And it was another storyline that was just as tw- uh, twisted and had my mind, and they had to pit up at nighttime was with Nora's um, daughter. Uh, I think her name was Rebecca, or I, I forget her name, but she, Nora has a daughter with with." Um, with Hank, is right, and with Hank, and um, it was a it was a curiosity about who killed Georgie. It was this woman who came in and was messing with Bo's son, and they had to take it up to the nighttime. They put it at ABC at nighttime, and that was also very twisted because the, the girl was twisted. So it was in the nineties. It was so many. Those two just just break out to me. And then in the two thousand, it was Lindsay. Everything Lindsay. Anything Lindsay did, I was, you know, I couldn't get my my eyes off of the rap reports, but um. Yeah, Vicky and Dorian clawing at each other and the secret and, and, and Vicky crying and sobbing and everything on the floor and then bam, she turned to somebody. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa. The name that, uh, I didn't want to interrupt you, the name you were looking for was Rachel, I- I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. Of course. Name. Yeah, of course. Thank you, <laughs> Rachel. The below, oh, every, most incarnations of that character was so wonderful, but um, it was, yeah, Rachel was, and then they didn't, at that time, Rachel was sort of playing with bisexuality, and the woman who stayed with her was 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 pushing her, and then she was also seducing Bo's uh, son, and, and it, it, she was pregnant, and she was trying to blackmail Asa, and all of it happened at uh, Asa's cabin, and then we had to find out at nighttime who killed Georgie, and they all got into the room, and, and it was revealed, but um, yeah, that was, and I think it was Rachel, I believe it was Rachel who killed her, too, yeah, it was, it was... Oh, it was wonderful what they did. You know, it, it, all my children had the glam and the breathing and the fighting. <laughs> but one to live had the deep, the deep, you know, very deep, uh, heart wrenching. You know, gang rapes and my God. I mean, that, that was when I first got into the show with Marty because I didn't. I saw her. She was a party girl and she had lupus and she was troublemaking. And then bam, I watched it for two weeks and she got raped. I said, "What? No, whoa!" And I just was on board ever since. Well, Jamel, I want to thank you so much for calling in and talking about what you love about One Life thank to Live. You. And I know that we'll talk to you again in the future, probably. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank, thank you so you. much for calling in. Okay. If you are 
waiting. We are also waiting for Jerry Verdorn to call in and be part of our show. But we're going to continue taking your calls to talk about what you love most about One Life to Live. We have a caller. We have Michael on the line. Michael, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is my second time calling in. <laughs> well, we like first-time callers. We like second-time callers. We like people who will call in every week. We had Jamel, <laughs> who is a, a frequent caller. Not every week. I don't want him to think that we think he's calling in every week. But <laughs> we are talking, Michael, we're talking about our love of one life to live. I, I seems, when we talk about 45 years, it seems like, eh, that's not so long nowadays, but it really is, when you think in terms of television, 45 years is a long time for a program to be on the air, even if there's a couple of months in there when it was off the air. It sure is. It's like long order. That was on for a long period of time, but that got canceled as well, too. Well, and what's a long time in primetime? A long time in primetime is, what, 20 years, I think? 21 years? Yes, I think it was. The Simpsons has been on for 20-some <laughs> years. But the difference is that they do one show a week for maybe 20 weeks, and we talk about the soaps, One Life to Live, doing five right. shows when it was on TV, five shows a week. That's an awful lot of programming. For almost 350 days, you know, that's a lot of shows. Oh, <laughs> let me get my soap <laughs> abacus out here. Hold on for one second. Okay. We'll say 250 episodes per year, roughly, because there are weekends and things like that. And we'll, yeah. do, we'll do 43 years... <laughs> That's 10,750 10, episodes. That is, I mean, if we started counting now, we would probably run out of time before the end of the show. So we're not going to do that because that would be really boring, Michael. But what people would like to hear that's probably much more exciting <laughs> is to find out uh, your favorite One Life to Live moments, or maybe more importantly, how you got hooked on the show. All of this good stuff. This is what I want to hear. This is what all the other fans want to hear because it brings us together as one big soap family. Well, I got hooked on the show because my grandmother used to watch it when she used to come home for work. And she was a cafeteria worker, so around the time I was getting home from school at the same time, too. So I used to come there and watch it with her, and I just saw the show. Normally, I used to watch Loving and All My Children, but I got stuck into One Night to Live. And I was like, what is this show? I was still like a child, but I always <laughs> grew up with the show from a child to high school. But my favorite storyline was the Karen Wolet storyline. Mm. But I wasn't alive at the time to see it, so I basically saw it on YouTube, and I saw some of the clips when they had, like, reunions and things like that. But when I saw, like, the full storyline on YouTube, I was like, this is a great storyline. Like, they won't even touch on something like this nowadays. But back then in the 70s, you just so shocked that they did prostitution and Vicky's reaction when she saw Karen going in the elevator with Marco still in the, waiting in the wings and the whole twist that he was the brother and what was him anyway. <laughs> it, that was one of my favorite storylines, even though I wasn't alive at the time to see it, but my second favorite storyline was basically what the other caller said was the, um, the whole Vicky, Nikki, Tori saga with Dorian in the secret room and everything like that. That was basically my ultimate favorite storyline. I'm actually, I'm shunning you because you were talking about not being alive back then, so all of us old folks are now no longer <laughs> speaking to you. Uh, but quickly, one of the things that you were mentioning in that when you were talking about some of the storylines from the 70s that really sort of uh, set off something, my spidey senses here, one would think that in the 1970s, that things might be more conservative, that maybe as a, as a society now we're, we're a little more open about certain things. And it's funny to me that you were saying that some of the storylines that were tackled on One Life to Live in the 1970s 
are things that they wouldn't do now in the, what are we calling these, the 2010s. So that, that sort of struck me as interesting yeah, that maybe yeah, 40 it, years ago. Yeah, that, that kind of struck me the same way too because, you know, I guess I know censors was probably wild back then, but they probably the same way then, but they probably a little bit more lean. But I never heard of any other soap in the last, in a while, I think, that actually touched on prostitution like that, basically. But that was one wild storyline. And basically just heard the confession on the stand, just the crying and the screaming, and when she pointed at Talbot Huddleston, mm-hmm. <laughs> when she said he was her first John and everything, it was just one wild storyline. It definitely was, and that makes me, when we get off of the air here, for folks who maybe want to see that again, I'm going to go and dig through the YouTube archive and try to find uh, the link to that to send it out so people can watch it again, because that is one of those things. I, I don't know the exact words in my head anymore, but uh, this is, I am a, c- a common prostitute, or yeah, I'm sure everybody out there who's a purist is is rolling their eyes at me not remembering it word for word, but I remember it. Judith Light, wonderful. She's won Tony Awards. She's won Emmy Awards. She's wonderful. Now, I have to put you to the test before we go on to our next caller and find out. We already know that you were not even thought of yet when these things were going on on One Life to Live. But what about now? Now that you are with us, you are certainly alive and watching the shows. Are you keeping up with One Life to Live online? Yes, I am. But since he takes the, um, the scheduling so much, but I do keep up with it. I basically watch it every Monday when he has all the shows on at one time. But I do watch it on my iPhone or on the TV between between the two. Oh, so okay, so you're an iPhone watcher? Does that mean that you, if you're watching on your iPhone, I guess that means you have to have Hulu Plus. Yeah. So what did you do? Did you go on and you did you get the subscription? Or are you did you buy it in a year? Did you do it month to month? How are you how are you finagling so people know what their options are with Hulu Plus? Basically, I already had the subscription for a long period of time, so I never really got rid of it. So that's basically how I had it because I had it the same time I had Netflix. So I basically had it both of them at the same time. So basically, when I heard it was going to be on there, so I was just like, ooh, it's a good option for me to stay with them. So that's why I just kept on with it. Well, what I know that you wanted to call in and talk to Jerry. He's not with us yet. We're still trying to track him down. But what we're going to do to sort of make up for that at the moment and to allow you to call back and talk to him when he does get here with us, if you remain on hold, okay. uh, the engineer is going to take uh, give you some information. We're going to give you a month of free Hulu Plus oh, for calling you. in and talking about One Life to Live. So don't hang up. Stay there. Okay. The engineer is going to take your information. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. We are going to stay here on the East Coast, apparently. We've got a, an up and down in the rainy Friday afternoon here. We're going to take a call from Lauren from New Jersey. You are on Hi, Dan. Soap Central Live. Well, hello there. How are you? You're very excited. I am excited. Uh, I'm a first-time caller, so I've been, I've been listening for a long time but never called in. Well, now you're here. I, we love, as I was saying, we love first-time callers. We love our second-time callers like Michael. We love <laughs> our regulars like Jamel. I want to find out. How did you start watching One Life to Live? But you know what we're going to do, actually? We are going to take, hold your thought, hang there. We're going to take a quick break because I realize we have some bills to pay. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be (laughs) back with more of Soap Central Live in just a moment. Stay tuned, everybody. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
show fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Everybody, welcome back to Soap Central Live. You gotta love the word live in there because you never know what's gonna happen when things are unprepared and unscripted. We have heard from Jerry. He will be calling in in just a couple of seconds. Before we went to, to the break, we had a very excited first time caller on from New Jersey, just across the river, probably raining there as well as it is in Philadelphia. Let's bring back Lauren onto the show and Hi. find out. Let's let's find out now before I uh, kicked commercial. We were trying to get this. It was like a soap hanger, uh, cliffhanger here. We were waiting to get information from you, and then we <laughs> just said, tune in next time. So I'm sorry about that. Let's find out. What is your favorite all-time best One Life to Live moment? Um, I think my favorite all-time moment is, is actually what got me hooked. Uh, when I was six years old, I started watching. Um, my grandmother had it on. I was home from school, I guess, sick or something. And uh, Todd was a really bad guy at the time, and he was going after Nora, who was blind, at the beach house, and Bo was racing to get there. Um, and I think that was shortly after the whole spring swing thing with Marty. And I don't know, Roger Howarth just pulled me right in at six years old, and after that, I, I've been with one life to live now, I guess, almost 20 years watching it. Um, and I loved all the early Todd stuff, his redemption, finding out that he was award, uh, his early stuff with Blair, with Rebecca. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of my favorite One Life to Live arc, and that's what got me hooked. So is it safe to assume that your favorite character is Todd? Um, oh, I thought for sure the way you were talking, I thought that was a, a knocked yeah, it out of yeah, the park. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is. I have, okay. I have love for a lot of characters, but I guess it's hard, hard okay. to pick one. Okay, so let me ask is the other question I was asking to the last caller, Michael. Are you keeping up with the show online. Absolutely. I'm really, really enjoying it on Hulu. I was so happy it was coming back, but wasn't really sure what it would be like. And I've been just elated at how much I'm enjoying it. I was up that first morning at 5 a.m. to on April 29th. So, yeah, definitely keeping up. Okay. Well, 
I want to go back a little bit in time to find out from you, how did you, what was it, I'm assuming from the way you were talking, you were not watching any other soap operas at the age of six. Uh, was One Life to Live your first soap? It was, but all my children picked up like very quickly after that. My grandma had always watched the whole ABC lineup, so I think maybe I was home for Christmas and we watched One Life to Live that day and I was hooked and the next day we did All My Children, One Life to Live. Uh, and then General Hospital down the line I picked up, but All My Children, One Life to Live a long time, but One Life to Live just, just mine. If, if you ask me which one is mine, it's One Life to Live is my soap. Then, as your soap, I, everybody knows that one uh, that All My Children was a soap that got me hooked. Yeah. I would have to imagine that back in, we don't even want to mention the date because it's sort of the day that lives in soap infamy, when you found out that the shows were going to be going off the air and that the the official explanation is that people didn't really want to watch soaps anymore. What was your thought? Obviously, now, if you heard at the top of the show, I said all of the ratings for the soaps are up compared to last yeah, year. That seems, seems to show me... What do I know? That people are still interested in watching their soaps. Absolutely. I was, I mean, I was so upset that day hearing, you know, the whole soaps are dead argument. I'm 25. They kept saying that they couldn't find young viewers. You know, I think there's definitely stuff about these shows that hooks young viewers. And there's still obviously an audience that they're doing pretty well on Hulu. And having them both canceled on the same day was, was really rough. There's someone who that was my, those were my two soaps initially. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're back, and now the own deal, it looks like things are, 2013 seems to be, like, things are finally turning around for soap fans who have had a bad... Before I let you go, before, the question, <laughs> before I let you go, then the question that everybody wants to know, are you keeping up watching your shows online? Yes, absolutely. Love them online. Um, what's your day of choice to watch? Do you watch them all at once? Do you siphon them off? Are you, I hate the term, you know, binge viewer... Last week I did them kind of all at once on Monday, and I was so sad then to be all done on Monday, so I'm trying to be better and, and stretch them out a little bit. I think this week I did One Life Monday and Tuesday, and then All My Children on Wednesday. So I'm still figuring out my, my optimal schedule. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a first-time caller and, and yeah, jumping you. in and doing that. So hopefully we will, you know, we're doing a contest. I don't know if you want to take part, part in this, but since you're on the line right now, I'll give you the opportunity we're going to be okay. looking for someone who can call in and sing the probably the best known One Life to Live opening the theme, theme song, the Peebo theme. Anyone who's willing to come on and sing it will win six months of Hulu Plus for free. This is not a lot of pressure. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but I'm giving you first crack at it because, well, quite frankly, you're here. <laughs> I... I'm a terrible singer. I know I could do it. <laughs> good. We were just saying, if you want to, you know, do you want to think about it? We can keep sure. you on hold while you think about it. Okay. All right. We're going to put you on hold. And if you, you decide, we'll come back to you and we'll find out. But as I mentioned, we have a very special guest this week, a huge fan favorite, a two-time daytime Emmy winner for his work on Guiding Light. And for nearly eight years now, he's been bringing to life the role of I want to say he's the rascally Clint Buchanan on One Life to Live, Jerry Verdorn. Jerry, welcome to Soap Central Live. Good evening. Thank you, Dan. Sorry I'm late, but I'm here. <laughs> you know, as they say, better late than never. And we certainly... I'm going to blame it on solar flare-ups. You know, these solar storms uh, affect the grid. I, you know what? Uh, I would be able to tell you. I don't know. I know you're not really all, all that far away, but it is dark and dreary and rainy in Philadelphia, so I have no idea that there's even a sun out there right at the moment. 
So I described Clint as the first word that came to my mind was rascally. I don't know if that's the best word. Do you have a better word that you may be able to use to describe Clint? Well, that may not be the first word that came to uh, Vicky's <laughs> mind. But, uh, I think rascally would be uh, perhaps from Clint's point of view. From other people's point of view, it might be... Uh, a stronger word with maybe an adjective or an adverb attached to it that we can't say here. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely, uh, he's rascally and he's ace-alike. Yeah, we, we were using those words before we've made the decision that we're going to take those out of our vocabulary. So <laughs> we will just stick with the word rascally. Now, I like to do something that's sort of an everything happens for a reason sort of moment on here. And I was doing a little bit of research and digging up and I found out that Acting wasn't always on your radar. Apparently, you had originally planned to be an English teacher. Is this true? Well, it's true and it's not true. It was kind of a... I was interested in English, and I declared it as a major. But it was kind of a fib that I told my parents, because <laughs> I couldn't really muster the guts to say, I want to be an actor, and I'm going to take uh, not only English, but... Uh, theater and drama as a second major, and because that would have led to, oh, really, and what are you going to do with that? And I didn't want to get into that discussion, but yes, I, I have an English major, and I have a, a theater major, and um, it sort of was a diversion tactic to get around my parents when I was 18 years old. So you were sort of setting the stage for playing Clint all those years later, who is an expert fib teller. Uh, <laughs> Little did I know that, uh, you know, the fudging of, of that would uh, precurse what I would do as Clint, yeah. Well, we're going to get and talk a little bit more about One Light to Live, of course, but I, I don't think that we can overlook your amazing run on Guiding Light from 1979 to 2005, where you appeared as Ross Marler in 95-96, back-to-back daytime Emmys in the Outstanding Supporting Actor category. There's a fluff question that everyone asks. I'm not entirely sure why they ask it, except to maybe know where to go if they rob your house. But where do you keep your Emmys? Oh, well, I have, uh, or my, let's say my wife has a bookcase that has glass doors to it, and she keeps them behind glass doors. And whenever nieces and nephews come over and... Uh, we always snap a picture of them with an Emmy. So, yeah, they're they're not on display, but they're not in storage either. <laughs> those things, depending upon how old the, the nieces and nephews are, those things can be a, a dangerous weapon. You need to definitely keep those behind locked doors somewhere. It's the most dangerous award in show business, yes. <laughs> it's, it's got those little stickers up there that the lady's holding, you know, this atom, this universal world, and... You can really use it to put cheese on it if you're having a party and stuff like that. But, yeah, if, if the little ones are holding it, you've got to be careful. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone even suggest using a daytime Emmy or any award as a cheese platter. That's... I, I think I got that from uh, Robin Strasser, who <laughs> may have thrown a party or two with little cheese squares on, <laughs> attached to her, her Emmy. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to ask her about that the next time. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Since we're talking about food, I think the natural segue, of course, then is to go to talk about the 4th of July, which just passed. And I know that on Guiding Light, the 4th of July was a big deal. There were Bauer burgers, there were picnics, there were all sorts of good things. So it makes me wonder, is Jerry Verdorn a expert griller? Are you a cookout? Do you like to cook out on the grill? 
I do. I love it. As a matter of fact, I am the chief cook and bottle washer in my house. My wife has not seen the inside of a grocery store in quite a long time. Because um, happily, I must say, from my point of view, I do all the all the cooking. And this uh, this Fourth of July, I was out on my deck on my grill, putting. Uh, let's see. This year, I had uh, shrimp scampi for those who don't eat beef, and for those who do eat beef, I had a. An entire tenderloin, which weighed about five pounds, and uh, we got it to medium rare and had all the side dishes, and it was great. Did you serve cheese on your Emmy? <laughs> no, I should have brought the Emmy out, though, because I could have poked a shrimp on one of those uh, little stickers. <laughs> I was thinking of using it to, to sort of press down on the on the hamburgers, although they say you're not supposed to do that when you cook anyway, but that would be my... It's heavy enough to do so, though, if you want to. If I push them all the way through the grates on the grill. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, there are, there are folks on the line who want to talk to you. We're going to take those in a moment. We know we have okay. Bonnie, Jennifer, Roland, and Ricky on the line, so stay tuned. We have a couple of, of bits of more questions here. Uh, sort of, you know, I know that this ends up being the sort of ultimate soap cliche, Jerry, but One Life to Live's journey really has been the ultimate back-from-the-dead story. It was canceled. You know, the, we couldn't save the show. Then Prospect Park was bringing to the Internet. Then it wasn't. Then it was. Then it is. Now it's back. It's coming back to television. People are loving the show. I mean, it's, this has really been an amazing process, hasn't it? It's been a roller coaster, Dan, and uh, not only for... The fans who I know get upset and angry when things don't work out, but uh, it's also been an emotional roller coaster for not only the actors, but writers and everybody involved in the show. And it does have its soap qualities in that it was, is it on? Is it off? Is it on? Where is it? <laughs> Where's it going to be? Now there's a strike. Now, So, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns to the story of getting one life to live back where it should be in uh, several mediums. So, yeah, it's it's been a uh, been a ride. But I I was always confident, even from the beginning, and even after Prospect Park uh, pulled the plug the first time, I knew there was a lot of things that were available, and the guys at Prospect Park are very talented gentlemen, and I knew they would figure this out. Little did I know how complicated it was going to be. They had to deal with all these unions and in a medium that you know, didn't have contracts. They had to invent these contracts and negotiate everything. And so it was terribly, terribly complicated to pull off. Plus, think about it. We're doing two shows. One of the shows is based on the West Coast. The other show is on the East Coast. We're sharing one studio and all of a sudden, you have to dovetail all these mm-hmm. amazing amount of things to make it all work. And uh, then when it went on on, uh, on Hulu and other places, uh, you know, they had to make tweaks after that. So it's still a work in progress, although the cast of both shows, the crews of both shows, the directors of both shows, we're now hitting a rhythm. And I can hardly wait for September 9th. Is, that's when I go back. Because people are feeling more comfortable, we know what's what, and uh, I think some amazing shows are coming up. Ooh, we we like to hear amazing shows. And I have to tell you, just from watching it, certainly we know that there have been some some learning curves and things that needed to be figured out because this is something that's never been done before. But if you watch the shows, both uh, One Life to Live and All My Children, you really wouldn't know this. I mean, the shows... They look visually appealing. 
the stories are compelling. You know, all of you guys who we love and some new folks along the way are back here with us. So, I mean, you, you really can't tell from, from watching it that maybe there was a whole lot of, of, of other stuff that needed to be worked out. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Because I think the show looks, sounds, and now the stories are compelling and moving at a pace that they wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And so I think, it, I think it's just amazing. And I'm even a huge fan of the opening because I've watched this young lady who sings the opening, Brand New Star. Mm-hmm. If, if you can find her uh, uh, on YouTube or something to see her sing the opening, which you got part of it when uh, Snoop was had his episode. But it is just so heartfelt and wonderful and spot on in terms of, hey, it is a brand new start for a lot of people on the show and, a, and the show itself and a brand new start for Agnes and a brand new start for the writers who wanted to write some more story before it was yanked out from under us. And uh, it's just an uplifting kind of feeling when I, when I look at the opening of the show and then see the show that I'm so proud of and it looks so good. Well, I know that there are a lot of people who are also loving the show. We're going to bring in some of the callers. One we've heard from already, but he was—he didn't really want to talk to me, Jerry. He really called in for you. So <laughs> we're going to give him the opportunity to talk to you. We're going to bring back Michael. Michael, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi. Hi, Jerry. And Hi, Michael. Hi, how are now you? it's your turn to ask your question, Michael. Hi, Jerry. Um, was it a difficult transaction for uh, transaction transition for you from God and Light to One Light to Live, basically to learn about the character and the history of the show? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've I've said this in a couple places, but it is so true. Is that because I'm as you all know, I'm a replacement for a character that was on the show for quite a long time, but to my advantage, the character had been off the canvas for a while. And uh, when, when I got here, meaning to One Life to Live, I realized how complicated these shows are. It's like being placed in page 422 of War and Peace. And you have to know who all these characters are and all the twists and turns of a Russian novel. And thank God my anchor was uh, Erica Slezak, who remembers everything. And all I would have to do when I had a question was, like, have I slept with her? Who's my son? Who's my children? Any question that, she, that I wanted to ask about, she would uh, very kindly bumper sticker it for me and uh, send me on my way, and it helped immeasurably because I would have been at sea without that, without that little assistance. And, uh, and then the other side of the coin is, uh, well... The, the audience was so used to Clint Ritchie, at least some of the older audiences, and mm-hmm. you know, there's always that in a recast. And I saw it with Dr. Ed on uh, Guiding Light a couple of times. Recasts are difficult for an audience to take, and so I was very determined to not try and force my way under the canvas and just try and be there for a while until they got used to me. But <laughs> as from an acting point of view, I found it much easier to do Clint because I'm a cowboy from the Red River of Fargo, North Dakota, than it was to do Ross, who was uh, an Eastern Ivy Leaguer and a, a young Jack Kennedy type when I came on to do that. So Clint is much closer to me uh, than, than Ross was to me. So, Well, Michael, thank you so much for your call. We are, Jerry, we're going to actually test how much you know about Clint coming up a little bit later. <laughs> 
It's all going to be in good fun. It's all going to be for charity. Okay. So <laughs> there's no winning and no losing. But in the meantime, we also have another caller who wants to speak to you. We have Roland on the line from New York. Roland, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Roland. Hi. I know that you have a question, so let me just let you get right to it. What is your question for Jerry Verdorn? Well, I have been a uh, one-night tour fan for a few years, and uh, what it, and I was very devastated that the show got canceled, but excited that it got picked up online. What What was your reaction to the whole process? Well, I know that well, my Jerry, reaction you a when we left ABC that. was that. And the, the initial Prospect Park plan may not work because it was so ambitious. It was supposedly supposed to end on Friday and uh, begin again online on Monday. Well, they found out that was really difficult to do, and they ran into a bunch of union problems. I was confident that this would happen because, mostly because of people like you, <clears throat> and uh, the fans were so determined not to give up, you know, in the face of a lot of disappointments. And even after um, Prospect Park decided to delay their project, uh, there were people who still cheered us on, and were you know they knew the audience was there, and mm-hmm. wherever they put us, the audience would find us. So it was uh, it was difficult, but I persevered, and I was one of the first ones to sign on because I wanted to be part of history of the show going from uh, one medium to another, from television to online. And uh, because when I first started in the business in, uh, let's say, the 1972 or 73 when I moved to New York, I worked with actors who were three, four decades older than I was who told me how exciting it was to go from radio to television and the different points of view that everybody had at that time. You know, a lot of people thought, oh, everybody's got a radio in their house. Now what are they expecting? Everybody's <laughs> going to go out and buy a television? I don't think so. This TV stuff is never going to last. And, you know, that point of view and the other point of view of TV is the future. And I just wanted to be a part of another transition in 2012 and 13 that has taken us to where we are right now. Well, thank you so much for your call, Roland. You were mentioning the transition from radio to television, now television to Internet. And the soap that most people think of doing that, of course, is Guiding Light. And we're coming up in just a couple of months. It'll be four years, I guess, since Guiding Light aired its last episode. And there are still a lot of people, a lot of fans who miss their friends from Springfield. They haven't found another soap. So for those sort of Guiding Light nomads who are out there without a soap to call home, what would be your pitch to them, Jerry, to tell them, hey, you know, you need to give one life to live a shot. Certainly the fact that they're going to be starting from, from scratch, from the first new episode on OWN on July 15th, coming up on Monday, it's never been a better time to pick it up. But what would be your selling point to them to get them to tune in? Well, the, the days of tuning in or not tuning in because it's too much work to pick up with a new soap, uh, that's now bunk and hokum because uh, this is... I hear they have the Internet on computers now, so you can actually go and, and pick yourself up and get up to speed in, in, by having all the storylines for however many decades you want to have it bumper-stickered for you. And so you can tune in to day one of Oprah or day one of uh, Hulu, Hulu Plus or iTunes, and you can pick us up in a heartbeat. And I'm telling you, the show that's cooking now, meaning One Life to Live is airing now, is what I call a very hot soap, and not, not in that regard, but 
hot meaning stories are going. All the characters are interacting. There's not just young people. And then the old people show, and then the middle-aged show. It's a town that you're watching. And what's happening is you're just looking through the keyhole, just like when all the soaps are really cooking, and your favorite Mm -hmm. soap is really, really good. It's like reading a fantastic book, and it's a page-turner. And you're looking, oh, my God, there's only so many pages left. You don't want it to end. This is where we are now with One Life to Live. And Guiding Light was there a few times. And especially near the end when they were wrapping things up. But when soaps are good, people are just riveted. And right now, One Life to Live is good. And there's another reason for Guiding Light folks to tune in. It's been announced that Ron Rains will be joining the cast. I think his first air date is sometime in August. I know with the schedule change, I'm not sure if he played uh, Alan Spaulding on Guiding Light. So there's another reason. uh, Sort of the, the Springfield family is coming together. Um, there's a question, and I knew that we were going to get to this at some point, Jerry. I've never, I've been doing interviews now for SoapCentral.com for 18 years. I'm not entirely sure that I've ever asked this question to someone before, but (laughs) I don't know where this is going. But this is a question that came up on Twitter that far more people ask this than I ever would have thought possible. And this is what they're saying. They're saying that, Jerry, you smell very good. And they want to know... (laughs) What? Last last time I asked that, I probably got smacked. It was probably somewhere in college. But people, this is this is the word on the street. I'm not sure what street this is, but like a dozen people sent me a message to say that you smell very nice, and they want to know what it is you're wearing, unless it's some sort of uh, family recipe that you know don't want to share. This is this is this is the word on the street. Again, never asked this to anyone ever before. This, yeah, I can see why, yeah. This, uh, Dan, this comes from, I think, the bowling event that I have every year in October, and this year it's on October 13th in New York City for American Cancer Society. And I get an awful lot of people, and I get that, I get that comment kind of like, you know, 10 or 20 times during that day when we're taking pictures and stuff. And they said, what are you wearing? And they think it's something expensive. Well, my wife, who's allergic to most everything on the earth, the only aftershave she's not allergic to is Old Spice. And I think Old Spice has been around as long as One Life to Live has. And I think I remind them of their dads, perhaps, or their uncles. And, uh, and that's, I think that's where it comes from on Twitter, but I'm hoping that's where it comes from. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping so, too. It's, it's interesting. You know, I was expecting some sort of the, the baked bean commercials where the dog always wants to give the secret recipe. That's what I was expecting from you, that perhaps this was a, nope, nope. a concoction that you're making. Spice, you know? Not <laughs> okay. even the cologne, the aftershave, you know? Well, as you mentioned, you every year do hold the Daytime Stars and Strikes event in New York. This will be the 10th annual one. So if people want to meet you in person and smell the eau de Vordorn in person... <laughs> Uh, they can certainly do that. Let, let's talk about it. Stars and Strikes, it's a bowling event. What exactly can fans expect from this event? A very intimate uh, event where the people who show up every year and, and who shows up every year differs because obviously schedules differ. But this year it's on Sunday, October 13th, 2013 at Bomar in Times Square, which is this wonderful bowling alley. And you get to hang out with... Uh, the people who are there, and there's bowling, and there's pizza and pop and a dozen photos, a million cancer stories being exchanged. It's an event like 
Well, many people tell me it's an event like they've never seen before. Hmm. Because even though it's now 10 years old, and we're proud of the fact that we've lasted a decade because we've raised an awful lot of money for the American Cancer Society, and all of this is volunteer-based. Nobody's riding around in limos or doing anything like that. All the money that you spend at this event, and there are auctions and a, a bunch of other stuff where you can actually kick off the Christmas spending season, all of it goes to the American Cancer Society. And everybody has been touched by cancer. And Absolutely. when they get here, they meet perfect strangers who, after 15 minutes, are wonderful friends. And cancer stories are exchanged. And there's tears and there's laughter and there's hope. And there's a, a good feeling all around because, I mean, if you're going to spend your money on a vacation, why not do it this way where the money that you spend on your vacation is put to such good use. And I'm a 20-year cancer survivor, so I know how this disease has touched everybody. And, Dan, I'm sure it's touched your family or your friends. Absolutely. In every way, this, this event becomes, it's very cathartic, if you know what I mean. It's hmm. happy, sad, bittersweet, wonderful. And when you leave, you just you take your photos and you go put them up on your computer and you just never forget things. Well, I want to give folks information about this. It's DaytimeStarsAndStrikes.com. And I've been told, Jerry, by Wendy, the event coordinator, that everyone who buys a ticket to Daytime Stars and Strikes in the month of July is going to be entered into a random drawing. The winner of this drawing will get to pick from all of the actors who are attending this event. They'll get to pick the one who they want to bowl with them in their lane. So that's actually pretty cool to me. It is pretty cool, and there's and Wendy, the uh, the wonderful lady from Maine who runs this thing and has over the years become a consummate professional at doing this, is is very adamant about people having some sort of exclusive and fun thing to do each and every year. And this year, that's that's the thing they're going to be able to pick their actor or actress, and uh, there who is. may be a good bowler, and uh, <laughs> and you don't have. To- you don't have to do anything. It's not embarrassing whatsoever. You know, non-athletic. We have an awful lot of people who come every year, and they just hang out and they go from lane to lane and look at people and talk to people, actors and uh, and and other people who are just there at the event, and that's what makes it so fun. And the place is big enough, but yet small enough to hmm. accommodate the number of people that we have. Well, I can't wait because, and for folks too who are also who are listening who maybe can't go, there are also options that if you don't want to bowl, there's an option to have a spectator ticket. You can get information again about that at daytimestartsandstrikes.com. You can also sponsor a lane, which I'm very pleased to say that we at soapcentral.com have sponsored a lane this year. You can do that. It's, it, as Jerry was saying, all of the money goes to a great cause. And what we're going to do now, we only have about four minutes until we're out of time for the show, Jerry, but we are going to get give you an opportunity to get us to sponsor another lane at the event this year by playing Clint Ross or neither. I'm going to give you a list of, okay. a list of stuff. You have to tell me if it's Ross, Clint, or neither, or neither. And if you get them all right, we're going to sponsor another lane. Here's okay. between us, if you get them, any of them wrong, we're still going to sponsor the lane, but just pretend that you don't know I love that. this game. All right. Accidentally shot Blake. Ross. Pulled a shotgun on Bo and Nora. That would be the Clinster. You'd do it again, too. <laughs> Was once mayor. 
I think Mayor Marler won, yes, Mayor Marler. Confessed on live television to committing a murder. That would be Clint in his robe that had uh, CB on the uh, left chest. Married Erica Kane. <laughs> I give. That would be neither. Has a grandson named <laughs> has a grandson named CJ. A grandson named who? CJ. That would be Clint. That is correct. Married Reva. That would be neither. That is correct. Is a native of Chicago. That would be Mr. Marler. That is correct. Received a heart transplant. Oh, Clint, and he needed it. <laughs> there you have it. There's your list. Got oh, them all. So, <laughs> I, I didn't once have to consult Nigel either. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always a plus. So we are going to sponsor another lane at the 10th annual Daytime Stars and Strikes. And again, if anybody wants any more information, we're going to be posting that on our Twitter feed and on at SoapCentral.com. But I, I have to get back to a couple of other things here. Maybe one last thing before, as I said, we're, we're running out of time here. I'm sure that you're familiar that as One Life to Live was running to its end on a network, there was a storyline about the fictional efforts to save Fraternity Row, and Clint said that he didn't want to be any part of it, and sort of, we'll just say, quoted some things and said some things. Do you think now that Clint will maybe do an on-air apology and offer to air Fraternity Row on his own cable network or online network or something like that? <laughs> yeah, you're very perceptive, because there were quotes taken from, you know, the, let's say, the public record that were put into the script that I'd... <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, which I, I became aware of only after I had taped it, that uh, sort of, how do we say, paralleled real life. So that was just a part of the, uh, the delicious, delicious mischief that those writers were doing at the time. It might be best that you didn't know about it ahead of time. <laughs> I think so, too, because I probably would have been in trouble and you would have seen somebody else playing Clint. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely don't want that. We love the fact that you are playing Clint, that you're with us. You're part of our family. Jerry, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to be here with us today and to extend an offer to you to come by anytime you'd like to talk about food, cheese platters, what kind of smells you're wearing, anything that you want. I'll probably have to respond to whatever, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot, Robin has to say about all this, too. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll sneak her in here and we'll get the, the full response. So, Jerry, thank you so much for calling in today. You're welcome, Dan. You have a good night. You, too. For everybody out there, I would like to thank you for listening to today's show, for everyone who's called in, especially to our guest, Jerry Verdorn. We have ran out of time, so we weren't able to do all of the contests. We're going to be doing those next week. We'll also be doing them on SoapCentral.com. We'll send all of the information out on our Twitter feed. Remember that new episodes of One Life to Live are posted every Monday, and they're available for free online. Visit toln.com for more information. For more information about Stars and Strikes or about All My Children and One Life to Live airing on OWN, please visit our official webpage at SoapCentral.com slash radio. While you're there, you'll have access to every episode of Soap Central Live that we've ever broadcast. You can listen to the shows anytime you want on demand, download them, stream them, take them with you in the car, on your way to work, anywhere that you can go. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SoapCentral. 
follow us on Twitter at Soap Central. There's a whole lot of places. You basically can't can't get away from us. You can also, of course, check out the latest soap news, recaps, scoops, and more at SoapCentral.com. Next week, we're going to have undoubtedly an interesting show. The Young and the Restless's original Jill, Brenda Dixon, will be joining us. That's Friday, July 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I hope that you'll join us then for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.